Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Adults spend hours in specialized shops like this, reading up on the computing news and digesting the latest ideas. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games, hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow and joining me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here from House Slytherin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I got Ross. (laughs) Thank you, BuzzFeed. My name's Adam Knox. Mm -hmm. Uh, Welcome... Everyone. <laughs> welcome everyone. Hello. Actually, that's the thing I wanted to do this week, is welcome all the listeners to the show and thank them for listening. We almost never do that. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you everyone for listening. Yeah. It means the world to us. It genuinely does. It's nice that you think we're uh, stupid or smart enough, mm-hmm. depending if you're here for comedy or games opinions. Or and average. Maybe your thing is like you really like middle of the road milk toast people and that's well. what you think we are. Normally I'd be offended, but mm-hmm. if that's what you're into, then... Okay. And yeah. to anyone, I still feel weird, but yeah, all right. <laughs> to, I feel, yeah, a little bit used, but I'm happy for the attention. Yeah. To anyone who's picked this as the first episode that they're ever listening to, yes, it is always like this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but now that we thank you, stick around. Yes. Earn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks everyone for being here. And thanks yeah. for if you're going to want to be here for a live show that we're doing in April. Yes. Uh, April the 2nd at 3.40 yes. p.m. Right yep. at school closing time. <laughs> It's a Saturday, though. Yeah. Uh, and it's an 18-plus venue. <laughs> it is. It's Comedy Republic, the same place we did the last one. Mm. Uh, you can come live in person, or it should be streamable, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. There will be a link in the description of this podcast. We're doing a live show. It's this, but live. Yeah. You know exactly what they are, because every podcast ever has done at least one. Yes. And it's our turn, baby. <laughs> I think it's coming in just before the release of the Mario movie. Around the world? I think so. I think it might be that coming it'll, Thursday. It'll be out here, right? No, I think they, they, oh, they put did it back move it. to, yeah, to mm. synchronize around the world. This so fucking I'm movie, not, I swear I'm, to God. I'm not saying that we'll have a sneak preview of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is good because then you might sue me mm. uh, when you come to the show <laughs> and there is no sneak preview. Our live show will be a cam version, mm-hmm. Korean subtitles, hard-coded yep. of the Super Mario Brothers movie. But yeah, please... Uh, Come to that. If you're in Melbourne in person, it'd be nice to see you. Yeah. Uh, or if you can't, it will be, yeah, streaming. Again, details in the description there. Yeah. And come see my comedy show oh. if you're in Adelaide or Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Adelaide, Feb 28 until March 4. It's in Perth as well, room. but, you know, it's going to be shit there, so don't bother. It, in Perth? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to Perth. No, that's why I was, yeah, yeah, I was joking around. Oh, I get you it. Said, come to it in Adelaide and Melbourne. Oh, this is yeah. why they're flying you out to Adelaide, Tommy, and Ben's <laughs> sitting right here waiting for April. I'm banned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be on in April. Yeah, Feb 28 until March 4 at the Rhino Room. And then in Melbourne, March the 27th until April the 9th. So you could go see our live show. And then 
You'll have a little bit of time to kill, but you can go get a delicious meal. Mm. There's a good noodle place across the road from, uh, like a cheap noodle place. Yes. Udon noodles across the road oh, from yeah. uh, Comedy Republic. You On can go there Burke in between. Yeah. yeah. You can make your own decisions. You can have a beer with us after the show. Yeah. I'll be sticking around at Comedy Republic. <laughs> as long as you promise not to look me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, I'll make sure that doesn't happen <laughs> with my own gaze. That's not going to fall anywhere near an eye. But yeah, there, there, there's heaps of stuff we're doing. Filthycasuals.com.au yeah. is probably the best place to go patreon.com yep. slash filthy casuals part yeah. if you want to support us we're getting the plugs right out of the way that right would at the be start. A, mm. that would be good you know they hear those things about like famous people where they're like you know have to send around a thing if they're doing something like don't look them in the eye oh yeah you send that out but you're like but also they'll they'll handle most of that they'll <laughs> yeah. be they, they hate eye contact so much yeah but they'll do most of the heavy lifting for you by Deliberately not looking for your gaze. If I you accidentally make contact, eye contact with them, they'll apologize to you. Yes. So yeah. really, it's yeah. yeah. I want to be the type of diva who's like, you have to look me in the eye all the time. <laughs> okay. I don't want everyone walking around in the backstage halls to be like craning their <laughs> neck around to try and like in prison. I think that's you're meant to make eye contact a lot. It's a sign of respect, right? Yeah. And right. in the rest of the world, <laughs> while you're talking to someone, eye contact. I've been trying to do that with my polite. dog. Someone told me if you make oh. an eye contact with your dog, if you break its gaze, it goes. This means I'm the boss. Oh. So now anytime I catch him looking at me, I'm like, all right, well, we're on here. <laughs> this takes as long as it takes. And how are you going so far? How many wins? Uh, he's backing down a lot. Yeah, nice. He, he, for the, for be the beginning, yep. they, we'd go like a minute or so. Oof. And then now he's like 10 seconds in. He's like, no, okay, I see what's going on okay, here. Okay, daddy. Big man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm tougher than a little white dog with crusty bits of shit in its eyes. Who's too scared to go down some stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's, he's learnt that now. He's, oh, really? He, yeah, he's tackled the stairs. Wow. Yeah, just nice. in time for him to only be in that house for another two weeks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for the future, he's ready to go. <laughs> uh, you know something else that he could do in the future is listen to us yes. talk about The Last of Us HBO series. Yeah, I agree with that. On our companion podcast, Clicker, I Barely Know Her. Mm. We're recapping the show every week. Uh, yeah, it's all up there so far. So if you're watching the show and if you're wondering why we haven't been talking about it on here, yes. it's because there's so much to say about it that we've given it its own feed. That's mm. right. You, you can tell this is like a gamer's podcast, the same as it's like a gamer's desk where there's a whole bunch of plugs yeah. all oh, fucking plugged yeah. into a big power board of yeah. promotion mm. down the I bottom. wish I was better at cable management. Because one time I posted my rig, I believe to our Discord. They said, a little flabby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe get it. Get some cable ties around the back and really just tighten <laughs> things up. Yeah. And no, someone was like, nice cable management, rolling eyes. I was like, yeah. I do like to be tidy. I wish I was better at it. Cable, cable management yeah. is the most fucking annoying thing in the world because it also, like, every time you move anything or change anything, you've got to redo it. I've tried yes. multiple times. I've got, you can see, we're at my house, you can see under this desk, yeah. I've got those, like, weird socks yep. oh, yeah. that are kind of uh, trying to keep some of the cables together. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I just have no idea, like, I have no idea about it. It's a foreign <laughs> language to me. Anytime I see someone set up and it's like, perfectly neat and you can't see a cord yeah i literally i don't know how that happens it's, it's so far beyond me yeah. you, it's because it looks shit but out of view yes that's yeah. all it is yeah. it's like zip tying it out of eye, eyesight yeah. cable management is just stealth of cables <laughs> it's cable yeah. stealth yeah I, th I think stealth of cables explains it a little <laughs> better if you were so confused <laughs> it's like when I, I read a lot of sort of like design magazines and like blogs and shit and people's houses always look immaculate and it's because they unplug all the stuff and put the cables like just behind the the uh you know the equipment uh, it's like okay. oh that's why yeah. that's okay. why it doesn't look like 
my house. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> whole bunch of like, uh, what's his name from um, Yosemite? It doesn't matter. Anyway, the... <laughs> What's the his name from guy? Yosemite? Oh, it's, it's just, it's going to be too far for me to dig to figure out what, like, one part of my brain had already figured out, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then wouldn't let any other part of my brain know. And work backwards to it. It's yeah. like, oh, the gate's closed. I need to manage the cables that are tr- letting electricity travel between neurons in my brain a little bit. Folks, better. write in and tell us what you think Adam was about to say <laughs> with, with the clue of just Yosemite it was and good. that's it. I, I know what yeah. it is now. Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill tucking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's cable management. That's all it was. That's good. I I also realised that's what it was and then also decided I can't be bothered to dig for that. But (laughs) now we've solved... Before there's any fucking... Scooby-Doo mystery machine motherfuckers who try to figure it out and email us, Mm -hmm. that's it. Okay. You've unmasked the criminal and guess what? He owned the theme park and he was trying to drum up business (laughs) by pretending there was a zombie in the theme park. Mm. It was a great plan. Yeah. And I would have gotten away with it too (laughs) if it weren't for you meddling fucking little fucks. That's what this Scooby-Doo spin-off thing, you know, this Velma reboot reboot thing. Oh, yeah, your favourite show. My favourite show. That's what what it should be is like all of the the crims that like tried to get to try to do Are you something in a fucking like rush? Why didn't you say in all? <laughs> Why just crims? Are yeah. you friends with them? Because I'm one of them. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's familiarity. <laughs> yeah, we're on nickname basis. Um, all of the people. Us the, like, crims. <laughs> all sitting around together. You guys love it when I call you that, right? Yes. Uh, all no, of the we're, theme- ju- we're sovereign citizens. The laws <laughs> don't apply to us. All of the theme park owners that were like, yeah, I'm going to dress up as a zombie and drum up business. And then it's like, why would anyone come because of that? Yeah. You know, all the failed, all the failed yeah. plans that never even make it across the mystery machine's desk. <laughs> I think they're often like trying to reduce the value of the house before they come in and buy it to then flip it later. Uh, oh, yeah. That sort smart. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smart stuff. Not mm-hmm. bad. Anyway, speaking of reducing the value of stuff, mm. there's a little <laughs> oh. bit of news out in the world of video games today. And yeah. God damn it. If that isn't the least valuable commodity these days, because it's been uh, flooded, there, there was a thing about the value of like putting games on Game Pass that was a really weird back and forth to me mm. that I didn't fully track, but it seemed like from the inception of Game Pass, people have been like, "Oh, how does this make sense financially?" And then it seemed to get cleared up of like, "Well, Microsoft pays the developer mm. x amount of agreed upon money that is the." equivalent value to what they think they'd be losing in sales and then a sweetener, you'd Mm -hmm, imagine, mm -hmm. to have them on their thing. And the thing that came out this week is Microsoft saying like, yeah, of course the games that are on Game Pass sell fewer copies at full price because that's the fucking point of Game Pass. Yeah. But then people are like, well, that seems bad. Yeah, all the headlines were like, yeah, Microsoft is taking a bath on the games that are on Game Pass. And it's like... Microsoft admits that yeah. it doesn't want games to make money. It's really like, why Why is this a headline? It's like the headline may as well be, people with two hands love holding a video game controller. It's yeah. like, yeah, like, yeah, it just seemed like... Because, yeah, I mean, you're going to sell more Game Pass subscriptions. And also there are tons of people who buy an Xbox purely because of the attractiveness of something like Game Pass. Mm. So they not only sell more Game Pass subscriptions, they sell more of the actual consoles as I, well. Why would you buy a game for... No, unless for some reason you don't want to have a subscription in your life, and I get that. Yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, cord-cutting era, yep. and now subscription-cutting era. But, like, it, it just makes sense for everybody involved. And if at some point it becomes not sensible for a certain company to want to put... Which already happens. Like, EA doesn't put 
everything onto Game Pass, even though the EA Play thing yep. is yep. like tied into it. But yep. like, what's it called? Atomic Heart, uh, Wild Hearts yep. won't be on there day one. Like all the other Yakuza games are on Game Pass, but like uh, Ishin won't be going on their day one. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. Like companies already do decide for themselves whether or not it's worth it to them. And especially yeah. for like indie developers and smaller ones, it is. So yeah, mm. I don't know. The ex- it, it's both money, guaranteed money, rather yeah. than risking on sales. And that awful word exposure. Like it does, you know, it does work for indie People games. have a crack on something that they may not, it yeah. might just pass them by. Because you, if you've got an Xbox, if you've got a Game Pass subscription, you're going to get on there regularly to see what's on there. Mm-hmm. You probably are going to try most of the things, whereas mm. a lot of people probably aren't perusing the Steam shop or the digital eShop, you know, they know mm-hmm. what they want to get and they're just going on there to get that. They're not going on and being like, let's see what's on here today that I could possibly spend $80 on. I sure. almost never look at it. The only times I ever do is because of this podcast. Mm. And even then, having a reason to, I don't. Yeah, like, right. It's just not the the place where I would ever go to, to find out. The Microsoft things. store. It's also no. like getting harder and harder to break into that PR cycle and the media cycle mm. for games that are, yeah, don't have big publishers that are genuinely independent. Being on Game Pass, that email gets sent out to everyone. You know? Yeah. Oh, this, that, today's release is on Game Pass. Every site has their news story yeah. of the month of like, here's what's coming to, you know, Game Pass or PS Plus or like whatever the subscription thing is. Yeah. Mm. Hi-Fi Rush, like for example, mm. the yeah. most recent thing, like definitely wouldn't have had the same um, swell of marketing positivity mm-hmm. around it. Maybe it would have sold fine still if it had yeah. had a normal thing and whatever. But, but like, also something like the Yakuza games where they're not going to put the new ones on day one, but they do have all the old ones on, which I'm sure right. their logic is, well, this is now available for more people to find and they can get into it, which hopefully yeah. maybe means that they will buy they'll be into this enough to buy that new one day one when it's out. And you get that tastemaker thing of like the people with Game Pass started talking about Hi-Fi Rush because there's no barrier for them to play it. And mm. then it was like the best-selling game on Steam as well. Right, yeah. So, yes. I don't know. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a weird attitude to go, our first news story is something we don't understand why it's a news story. Because <laughs> they also had to release a statement. Yeah, like that was the interesting thing about day. it to me. It was being Microsoft put around as if it was like a failing, a right. failing of theirs when that would have been them having that would, to like yeah, that would have been their business feature. strategy of like <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know we'll sell less of this because yeah. people are getting it as part of a subscription. Of I also course. I read the statement just then and it's like it's just uh, nothing. It, there's no uh, nothing of substance in it. It's basically like, well, you know, it gives gamers access to more titles than they previously would have in a different way, and it's like yeah. You, people already should have done that. <laughs> it's just, it's it's it is interesting. Like the Game Pass stuff is interesting for how individual each of those contracts must be. I yeah, wonder how yeah. easily each different developer is able to speak to other developers and find out details about how much they got paid, or if mm-hmm. that's all under NDA stuff, which I assume a lot of it is. Right. Like I'd I'd be fascinated to find out. <laughs> detailed insider information <laughs> but like how what let's get into hacking yeah what, what level of of bespoke each of those contracts for each different developer is, mm. is. because mm. like every game obviously would have a different projected uh sales amount yeah yeah and mm. that would factor in so like you know the the smaller games aren't getting as much money obviously yep to be on Game Pass, so I'd love to know about that stuff. I'd but love yeah, to it compare makes sense it. Of course, they're not selling as many yeah. copies of something that someone has access to in a cheaper way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd... guess what? Blu-ray sales are down. Yeah. Well, mm. probably even not now, but, like, you know. 
I'd love to see the comparison of a game that is like backed by Sony with marketing, but is just released, you know, right? Versus one that is backed by Microsoft with marketing and is on Game Pass. Yeah, now, a similar size game, like. What is what is more beneficial for the developer? I, that's what I would like to. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, so yeah. early on that we wouldn't know too. With like this being yeah, a model, oh yeah. yeah, that 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 stuff will become in five, eight, ten years or whatever. It'll become clear whether this subscription thing is the way things Sustainable. are going to go. Yeah. yeah, if yeah, if people do keep choosing to take that deal, because it's starting to become uh, more and more uh, likely seeming that people went on a bit too hard on it with stuff like Netflix and like the way that yeah, they yeah. paid for content and like right. that is less sustainable seeming these days. Than well, that's what's so interesting in is like, yeah, explosion of it. Yeah. This whole ago. thing of like the Netflix of gaming where, when it was in its heyday, it's like, yeah, well, games should be like this. But then, yeah, now we're seeing that fall apart where it's like Netflix announced during the week that they're taking down all of Arrested Development. Yeah. Half of which they paid for and commissioned. Yeah. Like, why are you taking it down? Yeah. Like, it's just on a what? server somewhere. Why? Why? Yeah. Like, and it's got to be some contract bizarre. stuff similar to when it happens with games, right? Like I racing guess. games will often get taken down because there's yeah. a car who's like, so maybe their fucking license for Jason Bateman has or, run or, out. Yeah, or, or yeah, Mitch Hurwitz is like, oh, well, I want to sell the DVDs at some point and... Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Contract DVDs. Is what he wants to sell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck, man. And I just woke up boot. from a coma and I need that DVD money to get me medical attention. Um, I mean, it was a big DVD show back in the day. It was. So maybe That's why I'm thinking, thinking of it. I, One of the I original box set babies. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got the second season imported. Me too. Had to get it, I actually had to look up how to unlock the region lock on like my DVD player. Yeah. We like put in a secret code and access the BIOS of it or something. Oh, yeah. Not I much has changed. Now you need to just figure out how to pretend you're in the same house as the other people using mm, your Netflix account. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That was kind of weird. I thought the re- response to that stuff that I thought we'd sorted out. Yeah, yeah. Already, yeah. our understanding yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, something that was already sorted out as well were the credits for Metroid Prime <laughs> oh. back in 2002. That game did something pretty cool for the time. It displayed uh, the names of the people who'd worked on the game yes. at the end. Yes, and it said what they did. It credited them mm. with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's an interesting it had their way to phrase it, yeah. And like f- surname... Mm-hmm. And first name, yes, in that order. Usually, usually the other way. Around. School roll style, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miyamoto, Shigeru, present. <laughs> yeah, I guess to differentiate, he's out walking in the woods. He's not here. He's <laughs> he's breathing down the necks of the Star Fox developers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a great idea. Yeah. How about you make this class about Pikmin now? All right, <laughs> see you later. Could you, uh, in the original game? Could you shoot down the names of the people? I love that in no. a game where it's like, hey, oh. hey, these people that made this game that you enjoyed enough to complete it, now you can not m- so much murder them, <laughs> but probably the next best thing. You can just gun down the letters in their name. Yeah. That was always fun. Smash Brothers Melee was the first time I remember that happening. Yeah. Yes, that take that. Game. But it, so anyway, the Metroid Prime, the original credits for Metroid Prime aren't represented in the remaster. Mm. Uh, and this it, was like, it's, sorry. It says like um, based on... The original work, Metroid Prime. It's full yeah. credits for the yeah. people who did the remaster, and then it's like, hey, shout out to the people who actually made the came game. before us. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of whom, like, it's Retro Studios who did the remaster, and mm-hmm. so some of them are still with this, but there's a lot of people who have since moved on in the 20 fucking years in between, yeah. whose name isn't being attached to the work that they did, because this remaster we're going to talk about later, but mm-hmm. like, 
is the original game yeah. with an asset swap, basically, right, for right. everything. So it's weird and apparently is a relatively common practice for remasters, yes. which I didn't realise until there was sort of a hubbub kicked up around Metroid Prime remasters for whatever reason. It was one person specifically who worked on it, like tweeted right. like, hey, it's a shame that I don't get credited for this game that I made. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, uh, it is it is industry standard, but I've also seen people be like, well, change the standard. <laughs> and yeah. the video game stuff from what I've... Poorly learned over years of trying to <laughs> is not particularly well, like there's, it's not particularly well unionized. Yeah, yes, yes. And a lot of that stuff with credits for like Hollywood and whatever, that is so specifically mm. laid out where like yep. even the and in between and whatever has certain stipulations for when and that will appear. And yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah. Thing. Well, even because like, they're all in guilds and unions. And yeah, things, and that, that guy, doesn't happen as much. Oh, mm. Forgive me, I forget his name. The other Last of Us Very guy. ironic. <laughs> <laughs> the other Last of Us Brian guy who's something? not involved in the up, show. Yeah. Yeah. This is what he was saying. He was like, yeah, I mean, there just should be some kind of union for this where as we move more and more into like, especially with the success of that show, mm-hmm. probably more of these kinds of adaptations and stuff happening. Like, yeah, you should be getting something for whether totally. or not you want to be involved in the show. Yeah. If you worked on the thing. I did see because there was that main guy who kicked off about this Metroid Prime Br- Bruce Straley is Bruce the, Straley. Is the Bruce. other. He was the director of last, or co-director, co-director of last yeah. Yeah. one. The, uh, the, the Metroid Prime person who kicked this off, I'm not, I can't remember what they specifically did on the original game, but then there was another guy who kind of yeah. chimed in and was like, I've also been left off this. And he was a bit more like, I mean, to be fair, I think he'd done some coding or something and mm. he was like, I mean, they're probably not even... They probably didn't even use any of that code in this game and, and they've redone it. So he was a bit more like, I mean, I guess there's no remnant of what I did. You know, if you're like a designer, right. like if you did concept art and stuff like that, it's sure. like stuff that quest, they are still actively using. Yeah. But yeah, if your contribution... This guy just had the attitude of like, ah, oh, a bit of a bummer, but, you know, I can't really fault him. I mm. think that's a way that people often are in this specific industry too because like people who contribute a fair bit to a game when it comes out the first time are often left uncredited. You see stories about yes. that yep. plenty where it just isn't well regulated because it's not the, the same level of like people checking it like movies and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, if something's yeah, had yeah. like a long and fractured enough development, like some people leave and it's left in a bit of a botched state right. and then yep. other people kind of come in and patch and up so the gaps. So much stuff is so outsourced like, to, yeah. and they'll maybe list... X company did this, but like not your name, but it just yep. like, you know, and there's no real incentive for the companies to do it that well because it it becomes useful mainly when you as a person who worked on this thing are looking for another job. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, Which also you can all, like you'll, I'm sure people who are like contractors who did, you know, uh, yeah, coding or whatever on a big game who are left out of the credits will still put it on their resume and yeah. they still get a ref. you like, that's it's, but yeah, I think it's like, well, yeah, screen guilds yeah. just have it as standard, so yeah. it just makes sense. Call me old-fashioned, but I reckon if you do shit, you should get credited. Okay. I might be a crazy, bleeding-heart <laughs> liberal. <laughs> Welcome to Filthy Casuals, hosted by Tommy Dasolo, featuring Ben Vanell yep. and introducing Adam <laughs> Knotts <laughs> as... <laughs> what I'd like to I'm know is... I'm with the guild. I know my rights. <laughs> this guy... As himself, I guess. Thank you. Appearing as That's himself. That's the coolest fucking shit you can get. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what I'd like to know is this person who's been left out of the credits, mm. how did they discover this? 
you know, did someone tip them off or did they like, you know, they sit down with the game and they're like, you know what, got such fond memories, I've moved on now. Mm. You know, I did, I worked pretty hard on it back in the day, but that was 20 years ago. This will be a bit of a trip going back down memory lane and then they get to the end. They're like, ah, oh, this is going to be a bit of fun. Just imagining, you know, everyone around the world's playing this game at the moment. Get to see my name up there and then get to the end and being like, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, or is it like a colleague or friend hits it on and goes, guess what? Oh, They've left you that. out of the credits. It's, it's like, how do you I, like, find out something like that? One yeah. of those people who's like, yeah, you have friends, but you're enemies. Yeah, <laughs> and they call yeah, them up, yeah. they're like, hey, did you oh, see? <laughs> bad news, dude. Bad news. Yeah, left you out of the credits. That's a shame. Yeah. They did. I heard that they were leaving out everyone who did a bad job. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. And how's Darlene? Oh, you broke up? Oh, yeah. I guess oh, I did hear that. I guess oh, I did. Yeah, because yeah, I've been. I've would been you mind if I sucking and fucking with her? <laughs> yeah, that does. So it's like a real Jerry Newman situation. Yeah, right. yeah Newman's yeah. popping down to deliver the news that uh, Jerry got left out of the credits of the Tonight Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jerry Newman is a good fake name. Just. Or a good real name. It sounds regular. Yeah, I guess. Well, that <laughs> is the perfect That's fake the name. beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a good band or DJ name. You know, there's that DJ Ross from Friends and oh, there's like... That's yeah. who there's I got like in a... the quiz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Which, which, current, <laughs> which current popular DJ are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fred again or Ross from Friends <laughs> or Skrillex. He's very popular currently. He is. Is he? Yeah. Is he come back around? He's yeah, come back he had around. a haircut and like people are. Ooh. He's been producing for like newer people. I think is the Skrillex. Okay. Thing. I don't know for sure because I don't read credits. <laughs> he just put on a like a last minute show at Madison Square Garden with like two days notice Whoa. and sold it out within like minutes. Mamma mia! Yeah, him, Fortet. Oh yes, and of course, the boy. <laughs> Fred again, dot, dot. Fred himself. <laughs> Fred himself. <laughs> Four, fortet is what cows have. Mm-hmm. Fortet. you got to work mm-hmm. on your pronunciation, but I like Fortet. He's good. Hey, yeah. two's enough for me. <laughs> He's in the country soon. Hell yeah. Maybe he games. We could get him on I here. would love to get him on. <laughs> First question. How was that gig recently with Skrillex <laughs> and Fred again? I've heard Skrillex is back in a big way. Can you confirm? What's Fred again really like? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to have seen what the was, first Fred before yeah. I watch Fred again? What was he like the first time? <laughs> oh, uh, not much else in the way of news kind of happening at the moment. There's no. um, Some releases though. Yeah. So who gives a fuck about the news cycle? That's right. We've got the real shit right here. Yeah. The real, the, the the goddamn juice. Yeah. Uh, well, do you want to talk? I, you know what? This is uh, only a small thing. Um, the, you know how the the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games went up on Switch Online. Mm-hmm. I played through Super Mario Land Two. Oh, again. the yeah. whole damn thing. I did. It's what it was like going back to primary school or whatever. Mm. Uh, I had Sexy. to do it because I was bad at it <laughs> the first time. <laughs> we each had an interesting take on that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine reflected my real world. <laughs> Life and I assume Tommy's <laughs> from the same well. Um, the it it is way because I played it at the time on the Game mm-hmm. Boy and haven't seen it for twenty five years or something. And yeah, it's it's a lot quicker and uh, smaller than my memory of it is, mm. but it's still pretty fucking fun. Yeah, okay. I did not mind. I did just like how ingrained so much of that stuff is in my memory. Yeah. Mm. Cute little designs. The music is weird and a little off in an interesting <laughs> way. Uh, all of the worlds are kind of more interesting than Mario often does. Too. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I wish they... That's been my big complaint of every Mario game that's come out in the last 
decade-ish. I is thought like, Odyssey did it okay. Yeah, mm. Odyssey yeah. could have even gone a bit further, I right. felt like. Yeah. Like yeah. this has, so you go to, yeah, you go to space, but it's like weird space. <laughs> There's like, you're yeah. in a tree. More game should like, be in weird space, honestly. <laughs> or in a tree. You d- you notice it when it's like, oh, ice level versus turtle zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. turtle zone is just underwater, but a turtle eats you. Yeah. And there's yeah, like a yeah. big uh, Mario statue. You climb up, and there's gears and stuff in each of the levels. And it, it's 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 weird and interesting in the way that those um, earlier Nintendo games often were. They threw out the style guide and just went for it. They were. I want to have some of whatever they were smoking. Man. Whoa! Yeah, a lot of like. Crazy. Again, I don't feel like this really ever happens anymore. But this kind of like era of things where. You've got just a separate team works on it and they seem to have very limited knowledge of what the thing is that they're actually adapting for this console. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, he kind of moves and it feels the same, but there's just like, yeah, bits of it. Like Super Mario Land 1 on the Game Boy famously, it's like so different. But like all these little things where you get these little anomalies where it's like just different people that aren't really... Talking to the boys upstairs, they're right. just being allowed to do like Link's Awakening is kind of mm-hmm. and just famously earlier, like that. They just were doing their own thing, right? And they're like, why isn't Zelda actually in this? And before who these cares? Things were <laughs> so he established, is. he's the main guy, <laughs> the little green man. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like even those people upstairs hadn't figured out that formula. Totally, yeah. Was Mario Land one the like quest for Wario's gold or something? Th- that's this one oh, basically. Right. This, this is right. Wario's taking over your castle. Mario lives in a castle. Mario's yeah, that's yeah. Right. This is the beginning of like they get into this in the Mario. RPGs, but like Mario's famous. Like Mario's yeah. a celebrity. Oh, yeah, yeah, he lives yeah. in the middle of the country <laughs> in an enormous <laughs> castle, and he seemingly there's a revolution taking place because everywhere he goes, people are attacking him. Yeah, right. And because uh, he's got his big castle, but then there's also a giant statue of him. Right. That little critters are living in. So yeah. Wario's a freedom fighter. He can't. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And then like all the ants and weird little blobs are, <laughs> the, 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 you know, they're uprising. Mad. What do you mean? Let them eat mushrooms. We don't have any mushrooms. That's <laughs> a point. Um. So, but it's it's super fun and like the uh, um, selection of games on both of those is really limited in the same way that the SNES one and the all of them kind of have been. Right. Yeah. To start with, a few of the classics and then. A- some good ones, and then one or two where you're like, "Fucking what? Why is that on that, there? Yeah. Why is Why Game is... and Watch Gallery three? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, even that, like, that's got like a you know, that's got like a place in history. The weird, mm. the weirdest one for me is the fact that Super Super Mario Advance four Super Mario colon Super Mario Brothers three, which is already wow. on the NES one, and, and Super Mario All exactly. Stars on oh. the SNES. Yeah, and I right. think that's a good. The Game Boy Advance version is a good version of it, but it's like, why I, have that yeah. be one of the things on here when like I don't think there's Warrior anything Land four on there or something that's right. not already accessible to other times. There's nothing significantly different about that version. It's no. probably no. easy to put on there. Is right, like, but then so are all of them. Yeah, and like the and well, this is like. Uh, larger conversation I have of like the idea of them competing with emulation, which is Mm -hmm. legally iffy. Like Mm -hmm. if you own the game, technically you're allowed to, but Mm -hmm. also that's only because they've reversed it. You know, like there's a lot of stuff around that, but like if you own a, if you run a website that is a ROM emporium, that's against the law. (laughs) Like, but in reality, like streaming services know that their main competitor is piracy. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to be easier and better than that. Yep. 
and it's the same with the Switch Online stuff, which yep. like it's a good. This is the best way to play those games right now. Mm. Yeah. But there's only six of each of them up there, so right. like, yeah. If this gets your Game Boy juices flowing, you're gonna go look in other places. True. Right. I will say, to be fair, the that uh, that Mario Brothers three one, it's got. The original game had like the e-reader thing that you could get for the Game Boy Advance where you would scan these little cards okay. and stuff would come up in the game. It's like early Amiibo kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And they made a whole bunch of new levels for it. And that is just in this version on there. Oh, well, so that to is be fair, cool, it's like yeah. a whole bunch of new and they've got like, levels, which are cool. And yeah. they put the, the Minish Cap on there, the Zelda one. Yep, Kuru Kuru Kururin is a really fun game. Yeah. I think we briefly oh, yeah. mentioned that last week yeah. and I've been playing a bit of that. And they've got like the North American and European versions of some of the games, which I assume have differences oh, between them and, and yes. different languages as well. Yeah. And so, the Mario Luigi RPG. So the, the couple that are on there, there's a couple of like little meaty RPG mm-hmm. kind of The stuff games that's on there, there, to be clear, is really well done. And like the emulation is great. They've got some options for different screen colors and stuff to like either mimic the kind of green oh, look of the yes. original Game Boy. And you can have sort of a pixel grid thing on there or just have it like crisp and, and color version. Yeah, you can have it be black yeah. and white. You can have it be green or you could have it be how it would have shown up on the Game Boy Color. And it listed cool. as Game Boy Pocket and Color yeah. in like a cool way. It, and I guess if you're a big you Switch... You can rewind it. If you're, yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, which is a thing often with... Yes, that's from emulation. Sure. stuff, yeah. But you're, if you're, a, a, you know, you play the, the Nintendo Switch, that is your main console, if not your only console, you're probably also already paying for the online service. Yeah. Because that's the only way you can play games in multiplayer. So... This stuff is all a bonus. Totally. For a necessary service. It's just <laughs> one know, of those like... things where like it it it's this like step where you're like, okay, cool. And I know you need to bring stuff out later, but also like this is a weirdly small but I'm not uh, complete because uh, the what is there is cool and I really enjoy playing Mario Land 2 in particular. The interface and all that stuff, you're right. It's like it's so easy. It does make it easy to do. And I think the only thing is like people know people who are old enough are like but we remember the virtual console where you could just like get all of these for like a little token price and have them yeah. to keep. So. I mean, with them, and this you, is yeah. better than that to to right. for, for to me having them as like wrapped into a subscription that you're already paying. Yeah, they were yeah. still they would still trickle. That's the annoying stuff. They've kind of right. always been like this. They would still trickle those out. I mean, I kind of with every new console that they've put on this service, mm. I've been like day one. Oh, that's cool. Got on and you know played like a little bit of each game and then. Kind of forget that it's there. Just right. check out when they mention that they're adding stuff and then dip back in in a year's time and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is a cool library now. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, they've yeah. added all the stuff that they teased in the early video of it and now it is. Like, if you look at the NES and SNES ones now, they are then obviously they're not complete, mm. but they do have, like, a huge chunk of the stuff that you would, you know what I mean? Like Totally. If you go in on it now, yeah. those two are, like, yeah, way healthier libraries than they were day one. And, mm. look, you can't make this argument legally. But ethically, if a game isn't available for purchase, is it ethically wrong to go and play that in a in a different way? Because <laughs> you're, you're not, you're not. It's like it's like dumpster diving. Like they're not selling those fucking donuts, <laughs> yeah. right? So what if I get in there and live there? Well, because you can buy a secondhand version for a lot of money. But that's just giving some other motherfucker the money. Yeah. Nintendo ain't seeing a dollar a dime of that. Nah. Yeah, but still ethically. It's like, well, you could buy it from someone. Ethically, 
everything's relative. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm for piracy, so I, I'm just being a devil's advocate in, anyway. <laughs> in, in some like contexts, especially with out-of-print media. Out-of-print yeah. media, companies where you just don't want to support them ethically, you have issues with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's also up to you what stuff you feel too, comfortable I mean, doing. There's a lot of licensed stuff that is pretty good that will probably yes. yeah, never come out on these kinds of virtual consoles. Right. Although that being said, like I still haven't, I've I've been meaning to just play what I assume will be five to ten minutes of GoldenEye, oh, which yeah. will be enough to get my yeah, fix out of either. it, yeah. um, and be like, "Yep, yeah, cool, that's that's GoldenEye for you." Um, <laughs> but you know, I think most people thought, and the same with Banjo Kazooie, like you know, they don't have that re- Nintendo don't have that relationship with Rare anymore, and there's the Bond license, like everyone yeah. thought that meant that those things would never come out. So you know, stuff still does happen where it turns up on these things when people have kind of given up for whatever reason. Because I think a lot of companies have gotten better at being like, why keep this out of print? Like people want to play this thing that we worked really hard on all those years ago. Like, Get Banjo back. Ruin Nick Offerman's life with Banjo-Kazooie. Did you see that? That he (laughs) like hates video or avoids video games because he... That was the last one he played. Yeah. And he he, was like fully addicted to it, right? He got, yeah, he spent way too long playing it. Can't wait to see him in the heartbreaking adaptation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How come Kazooie's in love with him? That's crazy. (laughs) They're different species. Mario Land 2 is maybe one of my earliest gaming memories. Mm. I just remember, yeah, getting that game and just like not even really being that tapped into what Mario was and everything, but just finding it so weird. Like the fact that one of the first things you do, you go to his castle and you can see a little little silhouette of Wario just kind of like pacing back and forth. Mm. It's like, he's taking it over. He doesn't even seem that happy. (laughs) And then you just like, you fight him at the end. It's it's more stress at the top than you think. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they fucking don't realize, man. Yeah. You have been watching Succession. (laughs) (laughs) And just getting in there and when you fight him at the end and being like, so who... What's this thing meant to be? He's just like a fucked up berserk looking Mario. He's ugly Mario. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, ugly Mario. Is. Yeah, I the love evil that twin as well. is a concept as old as time, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. And then the next game they went, you know what? Fuck you, you play as him now. Yeah. I just right. loved it. I loved that. Like, Remember that how whole he never run. charged at you in the first game? <laughs> yeah. That's all he does now. <laughs> and he's got a construction uh, helmet on. He does. And like a co- kind of a different, cool looking mustache, mm. which, by the way, if you're looking for a cool, different looking mustache, oh, I know oh, a good baby. way. Yeah, I'm a fucking pro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can go from anywhere to anywhere. I'm the fucking Doctor Who. I'll pop up from one place, travel to the other. No one even knew. And if you want to look like Doctor Who, sure. Uh, do you reckon he has pubic hair? Doctor Who? Manscaped. Yeah. Especially is... Tom Baker, right? He's full oh, bush. Man. Yeah, another little scarf around it. <laughs> yeah, he's woven it into a scarf. <laughs> uh, the more recent ones, Matt Smith, Matt Smith definitely shaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, oh, David Tennant had like a little beard, didn't he? Oh, no, was he clean shaven? A little beard? Yeah, Do you Amy... think he had a little oh, beard? Well, that was Amy Billy Pond. Piper, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah, oh, okay. Oh, We're all mates. <laughs> Manscaped is sponsoring us again. They are a, uh, a company that deals with personal grooming, particularly focused on on nether regions personal grooming now it's Mm. all bits Mm. of metal moving back and forth to cut your hair so you can and in my face do (laughs) you can and will (laughs) god damn it but uh yeah in particular for like personal grooming yeah body body grooming they are the best ones that i've ever found um and i'm glad that i get to tell the truth during a sponsor thing for both of our sponsors but yeah manscaped are great uh, you can get uh, have a, have a look at their stuff like the Lomo. We've talked about that yes. before here. That's mm. their like main flagship uh, electric shaver, and mm-hmm. it's very good. They've got a nose and ear hair trimmer that's great. I've been using it. 
Well, like once a fortnight, not every day, <laughs> but I've been using it. Every day would be a lot. You'd have like, yeah. you'd at the full moon, Oh, that's brother. when I use mine. But like... I use, I uh, I have two and I have... Uh, one for each year. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I only have one Your of head those. spinning around. <laughs> Fuck, I wish. I wish. I'd be like a Frankenstein, like bolts in my... Um, no, I have two lawnmowers. Uh, one for the top, one for the bottom. Okay. One for above the waist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other His one. and hers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to tell you in which order. Mm-hmm. Uh, they... But I, I love them and I use them on my, my face, my beard. It is the best uh, beard trimmer I've ever owned. Yep. They mm-hmm. should emphasize that a little bit uh, because it I is got a genuinely haircut. true. I got a haircut yesterday and he did a beard trim too and I didn't like it. Oh, the way that he did my beard, I redid it myself. And if I do say so myself, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It's still down to your motor control, but... These are great tools to, to perfect that with. So, yeah, manscaped.com. If you use the code FILTHY as well, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. So, go do that, I reckon. I, yeah. I fully endorse that great product. Company. Yeah. While you're on the internet, make mm-hmm. sure that you're safe and secure and able to travel like a Doctor Who yourself to yes. a, a multiple different parts of the world uh, with NordVPN. NordVPN. Mm. It's, in my opinion, the best VPN service you can get. And hell... You can get it for really cheap. And darn if it's not affordable. <laughs> Goodness heck. gracious. And golly gosh. Cut the bull crap and go and sign up to <laughs> NordVPN. That's a little that much. was a little fresh, okay? It always did freak. That's when I knew that a show was too old for me when I was younger is if they thought the crap was okay. Mm. Oh, right. Like, I thought you meant if the show was called Bullpit, you were like, <laughs> no, the, the title's getting a little close to swearing Ooh, for my liking. Sure. I could see how you thought that. <laughs> NordVPN.com is uh, slash filthy. Yeah. Is where to go and you get a deal on that. And yeah, like Ben said, they're a great VPN. That uh, It's like just a tool that you need to have on a device that you use the internet with. That's right. I reckon. There's mm. no way that your government won't track you and record everything you do if you don't. You want a balloon over your fucking head? Yeah. Get rid of it. Yeah. NordVPN is the gun for the balloon of internet privacy. If you don't want a balloon over your head, I've got a little light bulb over mine. And it's telling me (laughs) (laughs) that you should uh, yeah, go to nordvpn.com slash filthy and you get a ridiculously huge uh, discount. It's something like $2.80, I think, Australian a month for uh, a service that you need if you're on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be damned if I haven't got it myself. Uh, So, yeah, speaking of, like, before we... Jumped into that talking about like Nintendo re-releases, I guess. Oh, yes. why the fuck not talk about? Mm. So I replayed all of Metroid Prime because of this remaster. Uh, Tommy, this is your first time with it. Let's yeah. talk some fucking Metroid Prime, dude. It's one of the best games that's ever been made. Yeah, I'm. Um, I don't know. I think according to the little um, the file select thing, I think I'm like. 30% of the way through, but that's probably factoring in like I think that everything your you can do and get and everything. So right. I think that's specifically, yeah, your item amount, which includes all the missile tanks and the energy yeah. tanks and all the extra stuff in the round. So I'm probably closer to like, I don't know, halfway maybe. I told you before yeah, yeah. where it's, I was up to. You sound about half. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's feeling about half. But it's also in that way where you start to go like, oh, I'm feeling like I've seen nearly every corner of this map and you know it's oh. going to pull a Swifty where it's like, guess what, bitch? Here's a whole new area. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I, I don't remember from where you're up to which bits are still to come order, even though I just fucking played it. <laughs> but yeah, so like I played the GameCube version when it came out and this remaster was uh, rumoured for ages and then a mm. sort of surprise release with the Direct last week and I didn't think I was going to go in at all. 
because I think I've played that game, including this time, maybe four times now, five mm. times. You did an, uh, I Can I say this was an absolute classic Knox TM <laughs> where it was right. one day, like you said, played it four times. Great that it's out there for anyone who wants it, but I don't reckon I'll go in on this. 24 yeah. hours later, I've finished it. <laughs> There's a type of psycho who you'll see on the road who is so comfortable doing the sharpest U-turn you've ever seen and they act like there's nothing going... Like, and technically, it's within the law right. on yeah. Australian roads, at mm, least. They didn't mm. hurt anyone. I wanted to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? And unless there's specific signage that you're not allowed to, you're meant to be able to do it wherever, mm. but it still seemed fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, they didn't seem to look behind them. They seemed pretty certain that they had... Enough of a turning circle mm. that they weren't going to have to do like a three-pointer. Yeah. If, just, if you hear a squeal, yeah, it yeah. seems like you've done something wrong, even yeah. if like, yeah. I guess that's just the ways hey, of some cars. They've done it a bunch of times before. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I the little it. thrill that it gives them. <laughs> yes. I heard a squeal during the week and it was, I'm loving Metroid yeah. Prime. Even if I cop a time. $60 fine to, yes, for the yes. privilege. Because I knew, because you were poking around, you're asking me for until you're like, yeah. are the, con- the controls, what are the controls like? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know, man, they're good. I haven't played the first one. It feels like a Yeah, but like, game. would you say that it's like, yeah, <laughs> Is I it know. worth, <laughs> is it $60 worth of improved controls? And so here's the answer to that, as with all remasters. No, if you've already right. played this game, you've played this game. It's the exact same game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a remaster is always the, like, the same game in this sure. one. like it's a nice to have at, at best right it's the best way to play this it's game the, if you've yeah, never yeah, played it's the it definitive before. way and yeah. i mean it looks great like the remaster they've job job they've <laughs> <laughs> the remaster they job they've done you almost if i could go it. back and fucking remaster that <laughs> sentence i would <laughs> <laughs> but it's like perfectly done yeah to right. me, yeah it's, it's, it's beautiful it especially current uh, switch quality i've it, only been yes. playing it handheld and it pops on that screen right. it looks fucking awesome like it's the exact same game it feels exactly the same but what they've done and so the rumor is that retro that, that these remasters of the trilogy were being made mm. they nintendo wasn't so happy with where they were going they got retro to do the first one as a guide right for someone else to do the other two and what they've done is go back and just replace every visual asset right that's pretty much what's happened here okay. is that every texture and model and everything is Redone in the same art style to a modern standard. Right. And it looks fucking awesome for it. It looks so good, mm. yeah. And it runs at a buttery smooth 60 frames. Ooh. It Which runs it did. so it's well. It's the same as the GameCube version back in right. the day. looked amazing and right, ran right. perfectly and was really good for the time. There's like a couple of weird little quirks that I feel like I'm noticing but don't trust my memory well enough that like I remember your shots lighting up the environment, mm. which they don't seem to in this. Okay. Really tiny stuff like that sure. that also may be a change from when it went from the GameCube to like the Wii version. Uh, yeah. Which oh, yeah. this one is based off of. So I don't remember exactly what's what. But that like It's got so many nice little things where like if you are in a, an enclosed space and you fire off a charge shot, you'll see like at the point of impact you'll see like a quick reflection of Samus's face. Oh like sick. kind of in the in the back of the visor. Yeah, like right. detail, things like that. Totally. And all that stuff is like from the original yeah. but so well done in this where like rain falling on your you it's all oh. other than when you're like a morph ball thing, it's mostly first person inside of this visor and like uh, like jets of steam fogging up your visor. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the the way they 
make you interact with the world. You get like certain different visors that give you different visual effects to scan things differently and whatever. Mm. And the way that they change how the world looks is great. Mm. Um, just every aspect of it looks fantastic and it still plays just as it's, it's still just as good of a game mm. as it was when it came out. It's 20 years older now, but this is also a genre, this like Metroidvania type of thing. It, I wouldn't call it a first person shooter that doesn't get explored that much, especially in the way that the Prime games did it. Right, yeah. right. So it yeah, still it's, doesn't it's, feel stale or anything. It's a first-person yeah. one, right? Like, I yeah. can't name a, another. And people were off this idea back in the day. Right. It going to, to 3D. first-person like this, especially. Right. That yeah. being the perspective. Well, it's interesting that it's... You know, that it's taken a long Before time. Before it came out, I mean, by the yeah. way. Right. As, as same concept. as Fallout. I remember the same thing happened, Like right? the Wind Waker graphics and stuff right. like that where people right. are just like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, because it also took them... I mean, they didn't have... Did they? They didn't have a Metroid on the 64, did they? No. So even like the big 64 boom has already happened mm. and it clearly took them a little while to work out, you know, how do we do this given that it seems like everyone is leaving 2D behind? Yeah. Well, right. What do we do with Metroid? Do right. we just do a... Do we do another side-scroller on the 64 or do we try and work out another way to do it? So they clearly wrestled with it for a, a, a little while. And then didn't do it themselves, right? They got Retro yeah. Studios mm. to do it, who are not Nintendo, but they fucking nailed it 20 years ago. And just like so much of... It's it's a popular genre now in the 2D format. Yes. Mm. The Metroidvania type of thing. But the level design in this is... Just still better than a lot of those. Of it's, like, yeah, it's really flawless in terms of like all that stuff that is present in those games that are so mm. enjoyable. It just works so well here. I feel like you could put this in front of someone and not tell them that it's a re-release and that it's twenty years old. And I don't think there's really too many areas of it where you'd pick up on it. A lot of the storytelling is done through scanning and bits of text, which. Yeah, maybe in a more modern context, there'd be more cutscenes or whatever. But oh, even yeah. still, something even like Last of Us still has lots of like yeah. note mm. finding and stuff. Is the you know that's still a very modern thing is to do your storytelling through optional little bits of scanning and finding stuff littered around the world. So by the time they get into like Metro Prime Three, there's cutscenes and stuff. Yeah, and right. And they don't work as well as just like this lonely mm. feeling where you're discovering this story through a lot of dead people writing and whatever. And they, you know, right. like, this is common, you know, Bioshock and whatever. I was going to say, like, yeah. Did a lot of this, but uh, it's, it's well done in this game. Yeah. It's cool. Um, it's still the control changes. I didn't really like the dual stick control things. They're done well. Mm. Uh, it just like modern first person shooter style controls. Right. Whereas the original used the left stick to move like Goldeneye, just move and turn. Right. Um, and I still find that a bit more comfortable, I suppose, just because yeah, right. That's I, how you remember I'm locked it. into yeah, that yeah. with it. But um, it's just it's as well done as a remaster can be. Yeah, I'm having such a good time with it. So definitely, if you missed it the first time around, it yeah, I love. I know a lot of why Nintendo gets flack with their ports and remasters is because they're so all over the place with where one thing will cost full price. This is not quite full price. Mm. But, but it's I've, up there for... It's for, up there, but yeah. it's still... it's. I, and I've, I've, I also think a lot of the reason it's not full price is because I know they're doing a physical version down the line, but because they've just put it straight out. I, I mean, if they did more stuff like this where they were just like, yeah, it's out now. And, mm. you know, they weren't buying into a whole like 
hype cycle sure. and pre-marketing for something that's pre been around for stuff, twenty yeah. years and stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's um, I'm having yeah, I'm having such a good time with it, and it's interesting playing it, thinking about how you know what's happening with four and the state that four is potentially in, which seems like it's had a very troubled development. Mm. Yeah, and I kind of get it because this is great. This is a great example of this format, but I feel like they would be thinking. Well, what do we do for this next one? We can't. Can we just put out a thing that is like an intricately designed map that's doing the Metroidvania thing? Like, probably not, because they just did it. You know, they've had a two D one of them come out. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind thinking that they are really caning themselves over what exactly they should do with it from here, and then also that mm. is then going to be grappling with the hardware that they've got available to them. But I mean, I think that's probably more the issue. Yeah, anything, right? I, I don't know. From, like from the so the 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 rumored stuff about Metroid in particular has seemingly been pretty accurate so far. So whoever yeah, is true. bringing that stuff out to whoever it's going to, yep, it seems to be because like the trilogy being remastered and then that switching to just Prime One and all that stuff came to pass. Yeah. Um. And so the story is that yeah, Namco who were like doing it for yep. Prime Four. The level design wasn't good enough. Right. And then Nintendo brought Retro in to show them what to do. And then they were like, wait, why the fuck aren't we just getting them to make it? Because they know what they're doing. So it was it was that. It was yeah, that it's, sure. it's not that it's like a going to be some brand new take on it necessarily, right. but just mm. that the quality wasn't there. It's, until I mean, you brought those people who have, who especially with one, made a fucking really high fucking quality yeah. version of this um, type of level design that is the hardest type to do. Mm. I mean, I'd be... I'd be happy for it to be delayed more and be on the new hardware so that it looks good and runs well because I think that'd be such a shame if it cut like part of this is like it, oh, it yeah. having that smoothness and everything and, and they can have it with this because they've just they've stayed in their lane, right? They've mm. done an asset overhaul but they've still been like it's got to run at 60 so yeah. we'll just keep it all within the box and the environments are all pretty small and everything's very seamless. Like you do have little bits where you're rolling through a tunnel or you're in a lift, but it never, there's no like obvious loading screens and stuff. So it does all feel, it it all flows really well. What would happen on the GameCube one is sometimes you'd shoot a door and it wouldn't open for a while because it was loading the next (laughs) thing. Right. And that doesn't really happen in this. It's a lot snappier. Yeah. There's Um, a bit, there'll be a bit where you like roll up into a little ball and you go through a tunnel that is, Really Pointless. long, like yeah. unnecessary, <laughs> okay. which also I love, I love the rolling up into a ball thing. Like it is so a holdover from making this game on the NES and you're limited right. by the pixels that you have. And it's like, oh, well, this is easy. We'll have a bit where you roll up into a ball because that's really simple to do. Not ever thinking that you'll be 30 years in the future and making a version of this in full 3D. And when yeah. you think about it, it is ludicrous to have this like sci-fi futuristic shooter where like, a big part of the gameplay is that you're curled up into a little ball little, just rolling yeah. around. There's a, so silly. <laughs> There's a good, like, uh, one of the, the logs you read of, like, the space pirates. Oh, yes. Who are your enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were in, they were the enemies in, what, Super In a few Metroid? of them at this point. Yeah, Maybe yeah. the first one, yeah. Super Metroid, definitely. Yeah. And um, they're like, yeah, we've managed to, like, reverse engineer all of Samus's stuff, but we don't get how the fucking ball thing works at all. Right. How does she fit into a tiny <laughs> ball? It doesn't make ball. any sense. We've killed a bunch of people by trying to test it. Right. It doesn't work. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's um, funny. It, it's it's such a good game. And, yeah, absolutely feels, with zero changes to the actual gameplay, other than the controls, near enough to this could come out today. Yeah, mm. the controls, I felt like there was a lot of, awesome. like... Uh, 
difficult sort of switching around of stuff. That's but then you actually, know what? Yeah. But Dread has that too. Like that's just part of this franchise is that you're you're switching around between visors and different types of gun. I mm. feel like in these games is always a bit clunky. Like they never have it like was a, a wheel lot, or anything like that. It was a lot better with the GameCube controller where mm. the and you can still kind of do these controls. The right stick was for your weapons, but in this you have to hold down X and then use the D-pad. Oh, yeah. And it makes you take both your thumbs off of the movement stuff and because you're switching weapons by doing that and sometimes there are like enemies or bosses that require you to switch your I think different beams. Dead Space had a similar issue of like having to press two buttons at once to like, yeah, swap in a certain weapon, the, right. the, the remake. Um, it's a little yeah. awkward in the way that like a lot of games that were made for like either the 64 controller or the GameCube controller that had these kind of weird layouts. Mm. Yeah. They don't always translate super well. It's just also, You can play it with those GameCube controllers they made. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just having a lot of like, yeah, a lot of different stuff at your disposal too. Like I find I'm always, if I'm mid-combat and I've just, you know, opened an ice beam door and then the ice beam isn't the right thing to use with this enemy, I just have that couple of seconds of like, uh oh yeah, so it's X and then it, you know it's like just yeah, that right. couple of seconds where it's not like holding a you know holding a trigger to open a wheel and everything slows down and then you can take your time to sort of look for it, but it is always right. that couple of seconds of it just doesn't feel it never gets to a point where it feels intuitive where you're like even just if pushing one direction on the D pad gets you to the new thing that's right. easy enough, but it's just yeah a lot of things have that like one extra little step where I don't really know what the answer is because they've just got a lot of stuff that. A lot of different stuff that you're switching between, but yeah. The original controls had it, and yeah, yeah, it's just an awkward position to be put in where that is not adaptable, really. Not a complaint. Like, it's just a little thing that's there, and also... You'll notice it if you've played the original two and that sort of stuff. And like I said, Dread, I feel like, had a lot of the same stuff where you just are unlocking so much stuff where you're like... Oh, uh, wait, so uh, which button do I push to get this type of missile? You know, like you're cycling yeah. through all this different stuff. It's just kind of something that exists with yeah. this series for whatever reason. If you've never played it, it is absolutely worth it Yeah, at this price. And if you have played it 20 years ago and don't remember it, same thing. But a remaster's value is yours to determine. Right. Yeah. Uh, we got some uh, a couple of reviews here from our patrons. Mm-hmm. If you want to have your say on the the major releases that we are covering on the show, uh, jump on the Patreon, patreon.com slash filthycasualspod. There's a bunch of different tiers. Um, but if you just want to have your say, I'm pretty sure, whatever tier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, you know, the posts are for everyone. Uh, Jake. As I said, just happy to have Metroid Prime on the Switch finally. A true classic that is easily one of the best looking games on the console and is still just as fun to play now as in 2002. Comparing this to the Pokemon games that just came out a few months ago is truly night and day. In terms of how they look and run and everything, yeah. Yeah. And I know Pokemon's open world, but like... This is doing, <laughs> yeah. It's doing more complicated stuff, Honestly, and it looks yeah. better. I think is yeah, is the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aiden said Metroid Dread was the first Metroidvania that clicked for me, so I'm happy to find these core elements in Metroid Prime. <laughs> also, I appreciate the idiot sensor that tells you where to go if you've been going in circles for too long. Yeah. Right, you can turn that off as well. The little hint system, the hint thing, yeah. right? Um, I think that might calling a Metroid be... game a Metroidvania is. <laughs> it's I mean, I've it's, done it before on here, but I, it is. I did it moments ago. It's annoying it's, that that's the term when it's absurd. Yeah. If all fucking mob movies were called Godfather Fellas, <laughs> like it's just <laughs> fucking stupid. But it, it's well, and plenty of people have said this, but they're like that term is 
that that format is taking very little from Castlevania, right? It's it's almost Symphony all of the Night copied Super Metroid's format. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the thing, so right? One Castlevania of them just did it first. <laughs> wasn't that to start with, and then Castlevania was a Metroid game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it's should just, just a, be Metroid. The games. genre is yeah. just Metroid yeah, like. ripoffs because yeah. Rogue like is Rogue was first ish to do that sort of thing. Should we from now on just say Metroid like? It, it on this program. Yeah, I don't want to. If we can remember to, there's right. no point in trying to fix a confusing term by being more confusing to people, <laughs> I guess. But um, I Metroid like it sounds like from our patrons too. They yeah. Metroid like. Uh, yeah, Ray, <laughs> uh, which is a new name. Uh, it's great to have new patrons always jumping on board. Ray said, downloaded Metroid Prime after the direct, having not played the original, and it's been great so far. The graphics feel pretty good for a Switch game, but the raining area you first land in looks great. Really looking forward to the rest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all, all positive. I think it's that has been so much of my... Well, no, my enjoyment is based on the game is really good, but just like... The atmosphere just, is a part of it. That, but it, right. just it being dropped, like just oh, sure. playing it this week, being like, I didn't expect no expectations. this to be yeah, out this week. Yeah. It just like we finished that direct and it was like, cool, I'm going to hop on and get this now. It's just been like, yeah. it really has... I mean, this is Nintendo, I think, at the peak of their like abusive relationship like no see mm. they really do love me it's like <laughs> right. this is the thing that like gets you back in it's like they didn't even ask for <laughs> yeah. them it's the same flowers they got you 20 fucking years ago <laughs> when you had the same problem yeah but that kind of gives me nostalgia yeah. just like the detail on the flowers is great and that is the thing with with it being a switch game or whatever like mm. you do always have to have that caveat now of like for a switch game yes but it is it's the clever details and it's the attention to uh, that that fine stuff and the inventive ways they use limited resources same as the GameCube version, those are the things that make it stand out visually. Right. Rather than it just being high fidelity, punchy with whatever ray tracing. It's yeah. like to, to think to program in the condensation on your fucking mask and all of yeah. that stuff. Right, right. It's I'd cool. be interested to read into um what was the... Because is this the first time that Nintendo farmed something out to a non-Japanese studio? Because that always really interested uh, me, the fact that they were... They not only went like outside, but they went, you know, pretty pretty far outside, especially for mm. that, uh, especially for that era. I would love to know how this and what was retros. Um, like Rareware, they were close with I in the guess, 64. Yeah, that's it's right. not the same thing, but right. yeah. Donkey Kong was that. I yeah. guess they were British. Yeah, yep. I completely forgot all that yep. stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, well. Not me. <laughs> I wish that fucking idiot button uh, sensor had come up. About what was, but yeah, what, what did Retro have on the board when they, when they were doing this? Because, you know, Rare had been... Churning stuff out for that's a great question, and I also read something about how retro was a, a like a bad working environment before like a key person left around the start of Metroid Prime's time. Oh, right. I'm not, I don't know enough to go into that, but yeah, but we could talk about Metroid all day if if we want to, because I'm trying to actively stop myself <laughs> talking about Metroid more because I'm <laughs> so far back into wanting to play those other ones i really want two and three to come it's out cool. now. i mean right. i know this isn't a new game but it's you know 20 years is a long time so for a lot of people like it may as i like i'm sure there are a lot of people mm. um who this is their you know this is a brand new game for them mm. where like they hadn't this is one of those franchises that before dread they just hadn't touched in such a long time yeah. and then they and then dreads the 2d one which is different to prime yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah but just all this like this world and this Law and I know it's pulling stuff from a lot of other places, but yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm back in too. I'm like yeah. Prime Four. Like I know you know it's, it's always just been a bit like ah oh, yeah, it'll come out when it comes. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't really tapped into the franchise enough to be like gagging for it. But now playing this, I'm like 
Oh yeah, seeing the fresh modern version, like I'm dying to know what it's, what yeah, what they got cooking. Especially after it really seemed like they'd, like done that thing where they killed Metroid and then walked up and shot two bullets in its head <laughs> with the Federation force. And yes, like right. Those last, it really so Metroid Prime Four. And yes, Samus, the last. Samus being in Smash Brothers was like, oh, remember. Remember Metroid? Yeah. That's how it even felt on the 64. Like, yeah, right. It was dormant for... it's 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 gone in and out of hibernation multiple yeah. times. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, by the time she's in Smash Brothers, it's like... Yeah, so then Prime comes along and it's like, oh, cool, they made a game out of that <laughs> yeah. character from Smash Brothers. Enough, and the timescale seems silly now because like Metroid Prime came out nine years... or eight years after Super Metroid, which isn't that long now. Yeah. yeah. It's almost yeah. as long as Metroid Prime 4 has been announced for. Yeah. I think yeah. you know what I mean. Like You're getting excited, Tommy. You'll the next Metroid game you play will be Metroid Prime 2. It won't be 4. It'll no, be the, I know. It'll be yeah. the remaster yeah. of 2 yeah. almost I mean, certainly. If they whip out 2 and 3 over the next year before 4 comes out, maybe early next year or something, that would be great. Yeah. You know that what's very funny is like I know there's a lot of discussion about the what if the same thing will happen with the Dead Space 2 and 3? Yeah, Where yeah. they're like very similar, like remasters are like lonely space exploration, different types of game, but like first person and like, yeah, remasters of just one coming out where then people are like, do you think they're going to do 2 and 3? Are we going to get 2 and 3 in the next year? Mm. Mm. I think they'll do, what was it? I think it was the the Halloween reboot, uh, the Danny McBride <laughs> one, where they, it's a sequel they made a sequel to the first one. Oh, you know, so like Dead Space, it, it's they they probably will just make like Dead Space colon uh, the second one of the new this new timeline or something. Oh, yeah. sure. You know, I, I don't know. Well, technically, all of the Metroid Prime games take place between Metroid Three and Four. Oh, right. So if you had a Metroid Prime one sequel yeah and just keep infinitely expanding that mm, little takes block. place in the week zooming after. in like one of those fractal fucking images you look at when you get stoned Ooh. for the first time oh yeah yes yeah it does make that. me want to go back and do like the because what is there there's the 3ds one which is a remake of two there's like other m on the wii that was done by like namco i think yeah. right it wasn't that's kind of a separate thing i think though and then there's yeah. Zero Mission on the Game Boy Advance, which is four? No, that's one rebooted, and there's Fusion, oh. which is four. <laughs> Fusion, sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're <laughs> forgiven. How could you get that And then wrong? Dread is five. Yeah. Right. This is, is right. this the most... I th- That's got to be the most remade franchise that Nintendo have, right? Not even close, surely. They're all um, equal first. Yeah. Uh, Mario's I mean, done a lot. Kirby's had a lot of re-releases. That's true. Because um, Mario 1 is on the NES. Oh, yeah, Mario. All-Stars. There was the Game Boy Color 1, Super Mario's Brothers Deluxe. That's Mario true. 1 might be the most re-released game ever, <laughs> I think. But I, I mean, think in Resident terms of like every... held that for a while, right? Oh, like, sure, Because yeah. those shitty mobile versions. But I mean, in terms of like every one, every, every entrant has had a re yeah, a re-release. Yeah. Not only a re-release, but a re-release with a different name. Yeah, that's right. cool. <laughs> that's cool. That, let's make it really confusing. Uh, well, another game that is filled with lore and backstory. Uh, <laughs> it's very boring <laughs> cop show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there are two equal and separate <laughs> Or equally important. I forget how that intro goes, clearly. Yeah, dun-dun. I'm talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah. Uh, this game is made by Avalanche, mm-hmm. one of my, honestly, favourite developers. Not the one you're thinking of. 
What? There are two avalanches. This isn't no. a Mad Max one. No. What do they make then, these guys? Literally before this, like a Cars game and Disney Infinity. Fuck me dead. Like that. Yeah, this ah. is Avalanche oh, something and that's... One of them's Avalanche Studios. Because this is actually like... The headline developer is Port Key Studios, which is just the Harry Potter company. I th- yeah, and this this Avalanche, yeah, is not that one. Yeah, right. Okay. I only I didn't realize that because it's on and off too. <laughs> it strikes me as very similar to Mad Max in that it is a on the surface a traditional approach to like a I guess an open world game, a third person action RPG, um, where it is it shares a lot of the DNA of an Assassin's Creed, but it is not anywhere near as boring or bland or, or done um, because I think of the passion that's been put into like the world, the the levels of detail, the interesting quests, the combat. Um, it's just, it's just not as stale as Assassin's Creed. Um, so yeah. Where do you want me to begin? I've played the first few hours. Um, it looks fucking hot. It's okay. really visually like, it's high up there. It's a hot day today too, so this could maybe be that's the, why I was thinking of the word the hot. This is the perfect like 30, game for this it's afternoon. It's thirty-six right now. Christ, Woo! thirty-six degrees Celsius for our overseas fans. You yeah. know what else is thirty-six, 36 degrees? Right correct. Now. Oh, I'm nearly thirty-six too. Fucking hell. Yeah. Fucking what? hell. Tommy's thirty-six. Oh. <laughs> But you said degrees. <laughs> I no, I didn't. I did. He said. Oh, okay, he just right. said thirty-six. Uh, yeah, well, maybe my internal temperature is. I don't know. <laughs> then you'd I hope be not. cold. You'd be fucking done for. <laughs> Fuck! You're getting the chills, brother. Uh, yeah. So it visually, it is like incredible. It's like it's it's that thing of like if you watch the Harry Potter movies or read the books and had a very vivid imagination. <laughs> It's like, oh, this is what I saw. You know, this is what this Just is keep me going in that back world. and staring at the cover and being like, oh, that's what. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's as far as I can tell. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I only read the books like as a you know twenty something. Like I didn't mm-hmm. go all in as a kid. It is like a pretty perfect recreation of the the school of Hogwarts. It's big. It's like labyrinthine. There are you can fast travel around the castle itself. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of little uh, flu flames. As they call them, you must have mispronounced something. <laughs> no, because it's a flu, like a uh, a chimney. What Tommy has its broadest temperature, <laughs> thirty-six degrees. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you you tr- fast travel around pretty much from like objective to objective. It's that you know, um, there's that many spots to to travel around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's got like all these students there, like running around having conversations. It's a very alive world, which I, cool. again, it feels weird to say open world. Like it's, it's one school and one village from what I can tell. That's the thing. I've had a hard time when like the pre reviews of this and everything have been great. I have had a hard time kind of putting together in my head how it actually looks and feels. Mm. Cause when people go, Oh, it's so big and alive. And I, I think like, yeah, but you're just in a, you're just in a building. It's a big ass building though. Yeah. You're just a fucking plumber. <laughs> How's he going to go on an adventure? Exactly. If you jump in a pl- pipe, you just get stuck. What are they talking about? Yeah. Um, but it is. It is. Gen- it's very detailed. The the town Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's got all the little shops and stuff. But it yeah, it is every every laneway, every every passageway in the castle. There's all. It's full of people. There's like the ghosts running around. There's a little uh, poltergeist guy who's like making fun and like everything's very dynamic. It feels like. Because, like, I played Bully back in the day, oh, yeah. the Rockstar game, or, like, Sick, sick Semper 
whatever it was called. Oh, um, Canis something. Yeah, C- Canis Canum Edit. Yeah, that mm. sounds right. Fucking insane decision. Which, yeah, I mean, bully. I guess there was a lot of bullying happening in schools, so they were like, okay, ah, uh, well, we change the name. Okay, but maybe it, a smart decision. It Those is, were the only two options. But there's like a bunch of kids yeah. who got bullied in Latin who were like, oh no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> call it Grand Theft School. Like that's what it was. <laughs> it was Grand Theft School. Yeah, and this <laughs> Grand Theft School. It's a it's a catchy title. <laughs> yeah, it is. Good. You won't forget it. <laughs> Do you want to just hang back after this little marketing meeting, Ben? I want to just have a talk to you. <laughs> GTS. What are you? What's the problem? <laughs> GTS. Um, it, it's bully with magic. Like if yep. you if you're someone who did play that game, it is a yeah a restricted open world game where you feel like you're a student going to school. You got little little things, little uh, like side quests to do with like your mates, where you're like, oh, let's have a little jewel, wand jewel. Oh, let's find the secret to this mirror that doesn't have a reflection, or you know, like yep. There's all those little side quests. I know the secret to the mirror that doesn't have a reflection. That's yeah. glass, baby. Pyre. It's a damn oh. window. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> diff- a different levels of practicality. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. motherfucking window. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, a yeah, mystery been, solved. <laughs> I've been bitten by the Prince of Darkness. All right, I get it. I, I see we've got to bully this nerd over here. We've <laughs> 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 got his head buried in Anne Rice books. Um, so it has all those incidental and fun little side quests where you're getting them from other students. It also has like, oh, you got to uh, do this little quest over here. Um, and it turns out this spell will help. So we'll teach you this spell. And the way you learn spells is like you trace an outline with your like controller and you have to like beat this little like thing that's chasing you around the like oh, a, cool. basically like a letter or a, a symbol. Um, which kind of reminded me of Ghostwire Tokyo where you had to like draw your hexes oh, right. in you know, so it's got it's got some echoes of that. And then the the combat is very Ghostwire Tokyo of like hold down right trigger and press square and you'll do this spell. Hold down right trigger and press try you know, and it's yeah um, it's got pretty logical key bindings for that stuff as opposed to maybe a metroid prime it sounds like um nothing feels too awkward uh and then you just like tap the right trigger like you're tr- like shooting a gun for like normal wand wand shoots cool um but it's the story is cool i like the intro uh you're like a special kid who's joining hogwarts in fifth year i guess because they didn't want you to play as like a 10 year old or whatever um and it's like oh yeah it turns out there's another wizard from back in the day who joined as a, a fifth year to kind of make uh, him feel like yeah, it has sure. some sort of justification. Okay. Weird that he never came up in the books. Right, the, yeah. Well, the last time this happened was, must be about 100 years ago <laughs> on the PlayStation 5. You have played this, Tommy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you join as like an older student. You've been like tutored by this other wizard who he's a professor at Hogwarts and then he kind of like helps you get in into the swing of things. And most of the characters are like really interesting and well-written. I will say that the facial animation uh, and the lip syncing especially is not very good, uh, which is a bit immersion breaking. Mm. And because the voice acting is great, like this this main professor guy, Professor Fig, he like is a Harry Potter damn character. He could have been in the movies. Like the voice acting is great, but right. the face is a little static. It's it is like a little Fallout Four or something where it's like, okay, you have the tech, but it wasn't like motion captured or anything. I wouldn't. Uh, expect mm-hmm. um, Yeah you get put into a certain house Based on like a, a BuzzFeed quiz You get probably I think Different sort of um, little mates Who'll come and, and work with you Based on that sort of thing cool. like, It's all well written, all the characters are fun It makes you feel like you're going to wizard school Which is honestly very cool um, 
I don't, yeah, apart from maybe that facial animation, like that stuff, which feels a little last gen, mm. I don't really have any criticisms. Like it's, it's a, it's a good ass game. It's not like GTA five, you know, it's not that level of huge and broad and deep, but I guess because it being like a magic school as well, it'll be like, oh, there's a new quest where you have to go through this secret door and then there's like a whole new area. So right. I, I think that's how they're expanding the sort of physical space. A good way of, yeah, making, yeah, making it so that all the quests aren't just happening in the same yeah. shared space. Totally. Yeah, uh, I mean, that yeah. is the big thing I've been seeing and I'm sure our uh, patrons will echo this. Yeah, yeah. Just like a lot of the stuff you hear about this is like, God damn if I don't love these books mm-hmm. and love the movies. And this is the game I wanted them to make when I was 11 years old. Right. I'm at wizarding school and it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the reviews, which we'll read a, a bunch of soon uh, from our patrons, are like, if you didn't, it's probably a 7 out of 10. Um, but I, I personally, like, yeah, I say I don't have a specific attachment to Harry Potter. I do like fantasy stuff and this sort of thing. Um I'd say, and it's like I'm treating it mentally maybe more as like a, a double A game that happens to have a topic that is, you know, hugely popular. Mm. Um, it's like an 8 out of 10, but I'm also really enjoying it. You know, like I think I'm trying to be objective and say like, well, it's probably an 8 out of 10 at best, but like, I don't know, I love it. I'm going back for more whenever yeah. I've got free time. Like it's, it. I think the fluidity of the combat is like it had to be perfect, otherwise it would have been kind of annoying. That this magic stuff, like it's been in other games that have been, you know, less less well executed. Mm-hmm. It's and I th- like the customization. Like you fully build your own character at the start. You can like uh, what was the other game that did this? I guess Cyberpunk. It's like you can mix and match the vo- voice tone to whatever appearance and and vice yep. versa. I think that you're only addressed as they as well, which was not something that Cyberpunk handled properly. Um, so it you know you're able to be. Uh, accurately referred to mm-hmm. kind of no matter what, which is good. Um, and in terms of like the JK Rowling bad stuff, I think the game and the developers have said, we've made an extra effort to be inclusive with the representation within the game. So like lots of characters of, of, of that are people of colour. There's a trans character you meet very early on. So mm-hmm. I think just in, as a general comment on games representation, it's notably better than most other games cool. I've played, save for maybe The Last of Us Part 2. Um, yeah, it's it's great. I'm looking forward to having a go with this. So I just went and picked it up on the way here. It's in the car. Left okay. the window down and the radio on. All right. Um, my girlfriend is a big Potter fan, mm-hmm. and I had mentioned this to her and showed her a little trailer. And right. She's, been, she's like, you, did you get it yet? I want to play it. Like This is yeah. the first time she's actively wanted to get involved with playing something. What's the intro like? Because I feel like it's I'll throw it on, but I feel like if there's too much slow walk video gamey bullshit at the start, she's going to be like, what the hell is this? I'm it's, out. It's very cinematic. I think okay. they've probably had that in mind of like, this is going to bring in some people who haven't played a game since they played like, you know, one of the old Harry Potters on PlayStation yeah. or whatever when they were watching the movies. It's very cinematic and there's there are a lot of actual cinematics and there is a lot of fun teaching you the mechanics while you're, like, exploring a creepy mansion or, like, you know, oh, these gar- these like, statues have come alive. Like, it's it's good. It's, cool. it's good and it's pretty snappy. Um, 
you're still probably getting taught stuff a couple of hours in, but yep. get like in terms of getting into the game. In terms of just being able to walk around Hogwarts and Yeah, it's pretty go, fast. Yeah, cool. It's pretty fast. And yeah, again, if like if if she's a fan of the the uh the source material, like walking into the big hall and getting the sorting hat put on you, like that's all that's gotta be right. given a lot of potter jollies the to heavy, a lot of fans yeah. out there. <laughs> all right. Um, Sounds cool. You I'm a big fan of the source material catch up. Oh, yep. yep. That source yeah. material. Yes, it is. Pop it on a pie. I've never called it ketchup before. Yeah. Very well, international. You would have had to say sauce twice in one sentence. I think that's what happened yeah. with my f- fast comedic <laughs> editing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tommy, you mentioned you bought this game. I did. I purchased this game as well. Yep. Uh, I got it on PC. I got it on a discount for 70 something dollars. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I got it on PS5 because for that sweet couch action, knowing that I want to play this for like 40 hours. But uh, we we have done something yep. uh, that we felt morally uh, we should. Yeah. Um, so we we are aware of the concerns that people have about this being tied to J.K. Rowling, who is an awful person with a terrible worldview. Yep. Um, and while I can tend to personally separate this stuff and, and I also think very hard about like, you know, um, it's hard to buy anything that's actually free of guilt. Sure. <laughs> you know, if you have a smartphone, you know, lithium batteries, lithium miners are all slave labor. Like it's, it's tough to do that. So, but in this very specific case, we thought there was something that we could do to to maybe assuage some of our listeners' concerns. And so we d- donated to a trans charity. Yeah. Uh, I donated, yeah, the equivalent that I spent on this game to Mermaids, which is a UK-based uh, charity that helps trans people in a variety of different ways. And um, I, I would suggest that if you feel like you want to do something positive and you want to play this game, uh, maybe think about doing the same thing. And, uh, yeah, donating to a charity that is... Working against who, you know, unfortunately happens to be the person who created this world. <laughs> yeah. That's why I've not been, like, participating really with it. Just because I, fe- I feel fucking uncomfortable about mm. about the thing. So, like, it's, yeah. It, but also don't have the point of view that, like, if you do interact with it, you are a monster. That's yeah. also, I think, not true. But, yeah, every it's fucking weird to have a dumb... Anyway. That does feel like a good, yeah, middle ground and obviously... No, nothing's no, nothing's perfect. No one's perfect. Like there's, still, I'm sure there'll still be people who think that we should have just all stayed away, regardless. And that's that's fair enough if you think that. Totally, you're, you're I, entitled I, to think that. Yes, I but think. But this that you did are. feel better than just going like, either we're not going to do it or we're going to play it and just pretend that doesn't exist or say sorry or whatever. So yeah. hopefully this is like some kind of, you know, meaningful thing that is actually kind of like. Yeah, helping and putting a positive out into the world, which yes. I personally feel like, yeah, not buying a copy and keeping a little bit of money out of J.K. Rowling's pocket does not nothing. And I do want to pull right. you up when you said that she's a awful person with a terrible worldview. Mm. Um, I would dispute that. She's also not a very good writer, in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I yeah. think that's unfair. I don't think you went. I don't think you quite went all the way that's, on that one. That's true. Diagon <laughs> Alley. Yeah. Oh, how'd you come up with that one? <laughs> And then Harry went to the canteen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Wow, she invented wizards. (laughs) She came up with magic. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. (laughs) Little goblins. Where'd she... How do they... 
what the fuck were you smoking, JK? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things as well. And like, I think the first thing we think about this podcast in, in general is like, it's smaller than the real world and it is focused on being an entertainment thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like, we weren't sure what to fucking do. And yeah, I'm like, we each have every different point of view other than the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have every di- that's not true, but like we have different like when you get down to it, different nuanced feelings about it probably. Well, totally, we also know yeah, from like, like it, having it, a couple And it's all of our po- so like I don't like her and don't want to participate in promoting her, but also don't want to be like, so no one else can. Right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sucky-o we do- my dicko. <laughs> huh? It's my way on the highway. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not a, a, a fun way to be. And like, yeah. I think we just know from a, a couple of people hitting us up on social media that this was a thing that some people that listened to this were thinking about. And yeah. obviously understand the position that you're in when you do a show like this that people are fans of and really enjoy listening to every week and if this is if this game being out and people interacting with it is something that is hurtful to you uh because of your own personal lived experiences i understand that it is then uh frustrating or disappointing or distressing to hear about people that you are a fan of interacting with these things right like these things do happen we have you know, commit. This is a obviously a very different example, but we have comedian friends of ours who are in ga- ads for gambling and stuff. Right, which right. then people have had their lives You've affected and ruined com- by gambling. That you know, that there's a comedian co-host on this who has been in an ad <laughs> right. for gambling. <laughs> right, and like, yeah, exactly. It's it's not something that. You know, you can look the other way when someone's trying to scrape by six years ago. Yes, but, no, but I mean, you can be yeah. like, whatever. Who gives a fuck? It's this is our jobs. We've got to do it. But I do. But I, I, I do want to say that we are mindful of the fact that you do have a responsibility when you do something like this, and there are people that enjoy your work that engaging in something that's like murky to be as you know to mm-hmm. not to downplay it too much, but let's call it murky is going to affect them and, right. you know, make them feel a bit l- like uncomfortable or whatever. And uh, But, yeah, like giving money to that charity felt like uh, – that That feels like more of a positive than just burying your head in the sand and pretending that the game doesn't exist and right. not having this discussion. Or like, and also yeah. vocally putting out there that we think J.K. Rowling sucks and that yeah. anyone who's trans or, you know – Whatever that we are, you know, that we are on your side, that we yes. support, you know, everyone. We want this to be inclusive. Part of what we'd always said we love about the the Discord and the Facebook groups and everything to do with the show is mm. that it is such a welcoming and yes. fun and inclusive space in an you know for an avenue of the world that is quite often not any of those things. Yes. Oh man, uh, yeah. Especially being being wrapped up with some of the worst people on the planet are <laughs> people who are. Will make the their forefront thing seem to be video games. Right, it is definitely something that I think about all the fucking time. Of like, God, I don't want that to be the case forever. Yeah, yeah. and especially for us. So, yeah, I don't know. Shit, shit. (laughs) I should have just stopped at I don't know instead of saying shit twice. After, yeah, it's shit can be confusing without it and 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 complicated, and that's okay. Yeah, and if it's clearer to you, then then. That's also okay. Like if you totally. think it's not as wobbly as we're making it sound, yep. yeah. that is also fair. I'm, hopefully, I mean, yeah. some people will, of course, some people will disagree, but hopefully you at the very least, by us saying this, you can sort of, yeah, understand where we're coming from. Yes. 
Um, uh, <laughs> rough of us to put the Patreon reviews after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Like a lot of people aren't even tapped into this discourse, so that's uh, true. You can't. Yes. You can't. Also, I feel like um, blanket judge people for liking Harry Potter if they are ignorant of a lot of the complexity. Uh, around the, its creator. Well, I mean, I got to say, like, I, I don't like think personally going in to buy this in the shop, and it was like not on the shelf. There was like there were like the <laughs> display coming Feb ten, like the little cardboard. Oh, sure, like the end mock thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you and walking out with a brown paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> like there was there was a little sign saying. Xbox version sold out. Yes, I didn't, saw that as well. Yeah. Didn't say anything about the PlayStation version, but there weren't any of the PlayStation version uh, like on the shelf. So I had to go up to the counter and ask for it. Woo. And I did. I I did kind of feel like, man, is this is someone that works here just like made a you know what I mean? Yeah. Made an executive decision to just be like, fuck this guy. Like I really did feel like I was in a you know. And I was to- like, oh man, I understand the. Uh, the uh, the pros <laughs> just buying this on the I feel a silly I, I feel silly asking for any video game at any absolutely yeah, yes. yeah. anytime I've had to go I'll be like can I get Call of Duty please can I, I get Kirby in the Forgotten Land <laughs> it's for my nephew <laughs> I always try to act as though it is I never yeah. say yeah, it to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. this uh, same uh, as Hogwarts I've ordered enough food before. <laughs> That I have pretended to look at my phone to read someone else's order. Oh, yeah. But I'm ordering enough that two people mm. could believably be ordering this amount. But anyway. you know what is like, th- this, this is kind of like the good, at, well, like I feel like at JB Hi-Fi, generally speaking, the people that work there, you know, you've seen a lot of people with like My Little Pony tattoos and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no judgment from anyone. I was going to say, the, you, shop. The, the woman serving you probably has a Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> yeah, um, 100%. And yeah, uh, the place, I didn't actually buy it. Uh, for, what? How did I get it? Yeah, I bought it on uh, on Steam. But I was at a JB Hi-Fi, a different one that was also sold out of this game. Yeah, right. It's, so, it's had like a lot of, yeah, numbers. They're calling selling. it Potter Mania. <laughs> and uh, they're yeah. 20 years out of date. <laughs> put, up, put up this post uh, 14 hours ago, apparently. I think it's got the most comments of any of these um, posts we've done on the Patreon okay. as well. So a lot of people going in on this game. Uh, so I will read some of people's thoughts. Uh, Scott says Hogwarts Legacy was the push I needed to finally buy a PS5. Wow. Early days, but I don't regret it. Um, it's on the PS4, right? <laughs> Soon. It's not out on those yet, I think. Is oh, right. Okay. Those ones were coming later. They got delayed. It's yeah, right. Switch version. Uh, Connor echoing, yeah, basically basically summarizing what I said for 20 minutes in, in one comment. Hogwarts uh, is a great game for Harry Potter fans and a good one otherwise. The combat system is a belter, but a lot of the RPG elements are lacking and it's not really the immersive student sim a lot of people were hoping for. I disagree. Uh, on that element, and I don't know how many people were thinking it's like going to be a perfect, you know, going through every grade of Harry Potter school. Just being at school, and also, yeah. who would want that game? <laughs> Some people, apparently. Yeah, Lewis says Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Sorry, I keep doing that. Hogwarts Legacy is a seven out of ten open world game. That's a ten out of ten if you're a diehard HP fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the source. My favourite source material. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm so mad at myself for saying catch up earlier. There's a fucking source. Houses of Parliament source. Yes, I love that source, actually. It's great. It's a good brown source. Honestly, my biggest criticism, uh, this is Lewis again, is that if you pick anything other than the default voice pitch, it's only changed by it being put through some kind of digital voice modulator, which makes it sound very robot-y. Oh, weird. Uh, which I didn't notice. I made the voices deep as I could for mm-hmm. my young boy. <laughs> and okay. uh, 
I, I haven't noticed that. So maybe if you're listening on headphones, it's it's more clear. Often when things get pitched, just from audio editing, when things get pitched up, it sounds more obvious than if they get pitched down. Yeah, right. But Adam, I bet if we had a go of Ben's save, it'd be like... I am a wizard and it's been sitting there being sounds as natural as hell to me. me. I am a wizard. (laughs) Oh, that's Dave Callan. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, a lot of people saying that it is, um, it's a mediocre open world game that's wrapped in so much detail that it appears to be better than it is. That's Mm -hmm. what Miles said. I don't, I don't think it's that mediocre. I just think it's like very good rather than fantastic. Right. Um, but I've only played it for a little while, and Riley says, I was initially blown away by Hogwarts Legacy. The animations, lore, voice acting, mechanics, and variety of stuff to keep you occupied were mind-boggling initially. But I'm 20 hours in, and I'm debating taking a break. It's starting to get that Skyrim-like repetition with quests. consecutive hours? Yeah, mm. take a break. <laughs> yeah. The game's Go making have a my eyelids fall <laughs> down on my eyes for some reason. Um Ma- I stink because of this game. <laughs> I got to change my catheter. Uh, it's a very boring main story. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I uh, I I don't. I think that it's very fresh and interesting to to the point that I've played it. But I, I don't know. Also, every game gets boring after you play it for twenty hours. So I, I, yeah, yeah. Personally, I'm not a. a person that like really flogs a game within an inch of its life mm. and i'm sure it will feel more repetitive if that if that's how you play again especially game. open world stuff right it's that's yeah the same most stuff. people people have vastly different tolerances for that mm. sort right of thing right often um yeah compared it to the spider-man games in terms of its in terms of its reliance on counter-attacks and mixing up attacks um that was from joey Wait, unfortunately way too many comments to to read all of them um, but uh, Simon, probably on m- closer to my uh, end of the spectrum, Hogwarts Legacy, I personally believe this will be in contention for Game of the Year. Um, I understand certain communities are boycotting this game, which I understand and respect. This game will go down as one of the best ever. Wow. So, uh, yeah, some interesting uh, a spectrum of opinions there from our patrons. If you want to have your say... Go to patreon.com slash filthycasualspod. We'll chuck up one of those for our next major game that we cover. Well, there's a bunch be... of stuff coming out soon. Mm. Yeah. Ishin is out next week, like a dragon Ishin. Yes. Can't wait. Uh, PSVR to, 2 is looming oh, yes. really large above anyone who expects to get money from me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so we'll know we'll be back next week. We'll have the update. Yeah. This is the uh, this is the wrapping up of a months-long storyline. <laughs> will Knox end up hitting the... Hitting the cancel button on that beautiful mm. pre-order he's well, got of the PSVR 2. This is the season finale, and then the, the second season is me trying to get it to work when I can't pay the fucking power bill. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to... But I, I have a feeling I'm going to fuck up. End <laughs> <laughs> up with, yeah, another fucking helmet on my head. Yes. Um... Because it looks pretty cool. They did like those teardown oh. videos. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> if I could afford it, if I could justify it. Yeah. Uh, if people are I have crapping, to pay my car rego uh, though. <laughs> if people are crapping their dacks over that um, horizon. horizon, then I'll go in. But I also do go away for like two weeks, two days after it comes out. Yeah, that's so yeah. that I think you, know, you should get it and then lend it to me for those two weeks. Oh, that's yeah, a good I idea. Did, <laughs> I did contemplate that. That's a great that, idea. Well, that would be the thing to do. Yeah, do it? that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, we'd better leave it there for another week. Filthycasuals.com.au. Yes. Yeah, get on the Patreon. Check out Clicker. I barely know her. If you're watching The Last of Us HBO, uh, check out The Last of Us on HBO if you're not watching that already. <laughs> yeah. uh, live show coming up April, early April. So uh, if you're around Melbourne, mm. when you might not usually be for some whatever reason, so maybe you're seeing some other live events. The yeah. comedy festival is on then. Excuse yep. me? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, we've timed this well. The Grand Prix is near <laughs> yeah. then. Uh, please come you along. can't be serious. I love that comedian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, please please come to that. It's always fun. Uh, the more people are there, the more fun it is. And yep. we always do really dumb shit um, and have a lot of fun. We so sure do. We'd love to see you there. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you next time, as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Filthy Casuals was presented, directed, hosted, and produced by Ben Vanell. <laughs> My name, not on this one. (laughs) As it should be. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.